Okay, it's time for part three of me breaking down the new sweaters for the New Jersey Devils. I promise this is probably most likely going to be the last episode of me going on a tangent. Also, what the heck is going on with Ty Smith? Have I lost faith in him? And also, a disclaimer for this episode, I started this episode in one location and ended in another. I will explain it uh, as the episode progresses, but just know this is Locked On Devils on the go once again. So buckle up. We have a lot to discuss in this episode. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils, Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 5.13 p.m. Eastern Time, November 23rd, 2021 at the time of this recording. Guys, I apologize for the uh, echo in the background. Right now, I'm in a location that doesn't have much much furniture. Right now, I am once again on the go. You know, Thanksgiving time is uh, nearing, so a lot of travel, going to see family. So, yeah, you you get the gif of it, just a a lot of traveling. Uh, Right now, currently, I'm in a place that doesn't have much furniture, so there is a little bit of an echo behind me. I'm trying my best to just drain it out with, you know, my backpack, my duffel bag, pillows, things of that nature. So, I'm doing my best. But anyway, uh, if you hadn't checked out the last episode I basically talked about the unveiling of the new black jerseys for the New Jersey Devils or it was rumored to be uh, that that jersey because the Devils didn't uh, officially release anything until earlier today and they kind of gave us the background information as to why uh, these jerseys were chosen what the design process went into I said that uh, the inspiration came from the 1930s Newark Bulldogs team and I was right that was one of the inspirations and overall you know uh, just seeing it right now so yes this is going to be a part three episode of uh, the Jersey uh, revelation for the New Jersey Devils just because you know this is the first time that we're getting a black jersey this is the first time we're getting a third jersey so there's just a lot to discuss because I had to give my overall predictions what I wanted to see what I didn't want to see I had to uh, you know say here's what it's rumored to be here's some leaked images how do I feel about it and I did say in in yesterday's episode uh, so you know I I will be honest I said that I didn't really like the jerseys because I just felt like there was just so much we could have done with the black jerseys and I was just expecting a little bit better if if that makes any sense but luckily I was not alone in this but I did say that um, you know maybe it'll look different if the players are wearing it maybe the color will be a, a a little brighter because like I said it did look like some sort of knockoff jersey that was made and then just overall leaked to the uh, the public eye just so they could get an idea of what the jersey is going to look like and uh, the Devils did an official uh, re- revealing of the jersey and um, I must say maybe it'll grow on me I'll give it a chance it's not really my personal cup of tea but it's interesting and I think a lot of other uh, Devils media personalities fans whatever the case might be I think they agree with me in this uh, sort of case just because like when you see Nico Heizer, when you see Dougie Hamilton when you see Jack Hughes when you see PK Subban when you see them wearing this jersey it kind of looks a little different and the black looks a lot darker so you know I, I guess in that sort of instance then the the color that was on the leaked image isn't matching what uh, the official image is. And I kind of expected that, but still not my personal cup of tea, not really what I had in mind, but maybe it'll grow on me. Maybe I'll get used to it because, you know, it wasn't what I was expecting, but 
maybe sometimes uh, things that you don't expect actually turn out better than they what they actually appear. So here's some of the background information. So the crest is an unbashed proclamation that uh, above all else, we play for Jersey. Here's the problem, though. It's just so easy to joke about because, you know, it, yes, we are New Jersey, but can't you say New Jersey or maybe Devils or something in that nature, just something that just screams New Jersey Devils, not just New Jersey? Because, like I said, it, it's just so easy to make those kind of jokes because, hey, we're getting a New Jersey and we play in New Jersey. You, you get what I mean? So it's just like I, I would change it up just a little bit because, like I said in yesterday's episode, it seems like some sort of Jersey that a frat boy would buy wear it to a party and just say hey look bros look at my new hockey jersey it literally says jersey on it you know that kind of joke and i think the devils kind of got it too because they also um uh, released an image on their twitter page of of a hat of the same colorway just saying hat and they also uh i i think this is also on a fan page they released some pants that just said pants with the same colorway so at least the new jersey devils get the jokes and i think they hear us in that regards but you know like i said i i would change that up just a little bit because I don't want something that screams just New Jersey. I want something that screams New Jersey Devils. So the black base, a never before worn base color outfitting a Devils team led by a core group of young phenoms taking us into the next era. Okay, I can kind of get that explanation because, you know, we are a young team. We are heading in a different direction. We're going to be led by Dougie Hamilton. We're going to be led by Ryan Graves. We're going to be led by Jack Hughes. We're going to be hopefully led by Dawson Mercer if he doesn't suffer what uh, Sharon Govich and Smith are currently suffering which is their big sophomore year slumps and uh maybe if nico heizer can get it going once again and then uh, you know, yeah, we are a very young team that's just heading into the next era. Hopefully Luke Hughes is uh, just like his brother in terms of making a big impact right away. So in that case, yes, we are a young team. This is a new era and it's very exciting. And if all goes well, this could be a legitimate playoff team sometime in the future. Not now, ne not next year, maybe not even the year after, but sometime in the future. And we could still be a dark horse team, but just not a legitimate playoff threat. So we, we are certainly not favorites if we uh, by the grace of God, do get to the playoffs. But uh, the touch of red, acknowledging our legacy as the New Jersey Devils, uh, the constant color that represents our team and our fans. So like I said, I love red and black. And I guess in this case, like just seeing the official imagery and just seeing how it actually turned out to be, I guess the white is bright enough and it kind of pops out on the black jerseys because one of the things I said was that I just didn't like the, the black and white combination when I saw that leaked image and I was just like, I really hope the white is just brighter and maybe that's just the lights that they were taking the, the picture under because, you know, like I said, they had a bunch of players just model the jerseys, but keep in mind when they do those pictures, there's a lot of lighting and so uh, my, my thing is I hope that white is bright as it was in a photo so that way it could be the same in, in a game, but overall, you know, I, I guess the color scheme is all right. Like I said, starting to grow on me just a little bit, not the biggest fan of it, but um, I, I'll, I'll accept new things. So now the biggest question that a lot of people had was why the stripes? Like, what are they there for? So apparently for the 21 counties that make up New Jersey, five stripes on the left shoulder above the heart in particular are a nod to the five legends whose banners hang in the rafters at the Prudential Center. So like I told you guys, usually uh, Jersey designs aren't 
aren't done at random. Usually there's a story, there's a meaning behind it. We just didn't know the story. We didn't know the meaning. Look, I get that we're trying to honor the Hall of Famers that hang at, at the Prudential Center. However, there had to have been a, a different way to do it. Like, you know, I've seen some uh, jerseys where if they're, you know, paying homage to some of their Hall of Famers, they'll, you know, put their like numbers like very small on like the side of the jersey or maybe on the bottom where you can't really see it. But, you know, the, the significance is still there. And uh, the 21 stripes, like I mentioned, they're a nod to the Newark Bulldogs who played from 1928 to 1929 and uh, Rivervale Skeeters, Jersey Larks. So that's why there's uh, 21 stripes. And like I said in yesterday's episode, that's what I was hearing. That's what uh, the, I guess, quote unquote, throwback jersey was meant for just to honor and homage the uh, Newark Bulldogs. But like I said, I, I, I just don't like that that stripes. I, I think I would like the jersey a lot better if the stripes were just not there because you definitely do not want to make uh, vertical stripes because I think that would make it 10 times worse. But the horizontal stripes, like th this jersey's nice and it has potential, but if I'm doing it, I, I just can't do the stripes. The, the stripes just don't do it for me. Like, I, I really don't get it. And then the interior collar, the championship years dipped in Stanley Cup silver. See, something like that. So we're paying homage to our three Stanley Cup championships, but it's on, you know, the, the back and it's, you know, uh, above the tag. So you can't really see it, but, you know, the significance is still there. And then the laces representing a piece of the gold netting as a nod to the goat and the creator of the jersey, Marty Brodeur. So it's nice that they got Marty to do this. And like I said, I think Marty is the greatest goalie to ever play the sport of hockey. However, I just got to ask Marty, like, why this throwback uh, homage? Like, couldn't there have been anything else? Like, I just feel like the the, the stripes, they, they just throw me off a little bit, especially on the arms. I, I think that's what throws me off the most. I, I think I could handle the stripes on the shoulder above the heart. I guess that's okay because you do need to add some sort of designs. But I, I don't know. For me, it's just the stripes. That's just what throws me off. And, you know, I was hearing the responses. Some people were starting to change their minds. Some people were still sticking by their opinion. For me, I'm kind of neutral. Like, like I said, I feel a little better seeing what it's actually going to look like in these official images released by the New Jersey Devils. But, however, it's just like, it, it just kind of, I don't know, it, it kind of just throws me off a little bit. But, you know, I, I saw this one response from a fan, and, you know, he said that uh, it kind of reminded him of, like, jail uniforms. And I, I and he put a, a gif of Bugs Bunny in a, in a jail uniform. And I just said, you know what, that's kind of what it was reminding me of, too, because we all heard the phrase, orange is the new black. Well, I guess in this case, black is the new orange, however you want to phrase that, because it, they do kind of look like uh, jail uniforms, like something you would wear at a county jail, prison, whatever the case might be. But I, I don't know. The, the, the jerseys just kind of throw me off a little bit. I, I like them. I think they have potential. But if I was the designer if, or if I was giving advice to Marty Brodeur, I would tell him just tweak it up just a little bit. Or, you know, I don't know. Like, and the jersey, I just don't, I don't really get that. Like, like I said, I think it, it, it left room for a lot of jokes, you know, a lot of memes I've been seeing. My colleagues have certainly uh, been calling me out on it in our uh, group chat so you know they're letting me hear it like I said I, I defend the devils the best I can but in this case guys I don't know the, the jerseys are just a little iffy for me and I think that's the final time I'm going to discuss about them so the devils will wear these uh, jerseys 13 times during the course of the season so maybe it'll grow on us I know a lot of people last year didn't like the reverse retro they didn't like the primarily uh, green color I personally loved it I have a jersey of that I have Nico Heizer's uh, uh, reverse retro jersey if you guys have seen uh, some of the pictures I have taken uh, on my birthday so you know I, I love the jersey personally but you know I, I know a lot of people didn't they 
felt it was too Christmassy, if that's even a word. But, you know, that that's overall uh, my opinions on the New Jerseys and no pun intended. See, that's the problem. Look, look, you, you hear what I just said? I said New Jerseys, but I'm not referring to the state. So that's a little bit of a problem that I have when talking about new sweaters for the Devils. So uh, I guess that's the final time I'll talk about the jerseys unless I find another appropriate topic in which we can discuss. So you heard my initial reaction. You heard my reaction to the leaked images. And now you've heard my final reaction. And overall, now we know Marty Brodeur designed it. We know uh, the overall just meaning behind the jerseys we know maybe the colors pop up just a little bit more compared to that leaked image that we all saw but overall I, I think there were still some better concepts out there that the devils could have gone with like just something a little more modern something a little more cool just use your imagination just a little bit more like like I said not trying to knock on anyone not trying to knock on Marty not trying to knock on anybody but I, I just feel like just more imagination could have been done so, uh, yeah, that's the final time I'll talk about it. But and I want to give you guys the first library this morning, and it comes from Built Bar. So I love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats and plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert but isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's a perfect time for a Built Bar. Built Bar is a new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards to 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of the raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie low calorie low carb low fat high protein covered in 100% real chocolate bill is a great option for when you're hungry if thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough go for a built bar or two share some at your family gatherings it will make things a little less awkward maybe aunt betty hasn't tried a built bar yet so new surprises all month limited time flavors arriving at built.com regularly so check the site often there's nothing like a built bar black friday market calendars black friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises the offer is go to builtbar.com use the promo code lock 15 you'll get 50 percent off your order again use the promo code lock 15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And now the second live read this morning comes from our friends at BetOnline.ag. Please remember to gamble responsibly. So it's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means, football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered all the holiday season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. BetOnline has has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest, easy way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. I did not write that joke, guys. I'm, I'm just, uh, I just want to say that I did not write that joke. So uh, visit our friends at uh, Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there, as well as I'm sure they're going to give you guys a rundown of all the NFL Thanksgiving games. All I can say is, uh, you know, I'm currently living in Michigan. Do not place your money on the Detroit Lions. I'm just going to give you guys that. That's that's the only bet uh, thing I can uh, give you currently. Now, let's talk about uh, Ty Smith just a little bit because I mentioned it in yesterday's episode. But uh, remember that play in which uh, Mackenzie Blackwood made a great save because there were two Lightning players coming at him. No defense there to help him out. It, it, it looked very helpless at, at, at the moment. It just looked like they would go backdoor on Blackwood. There was just so many options options that the Lightning could have done in that instance because like I said no defense to help Mackenzie Blackwood he basically has to like look left look right and just you know be like an owl put his head on a swivel and just okay how do I shut the door down and he was able to get saved now you know don't let that distract you from the fact that the Devils had a very bad defensive lapse thanks to Damon Severson it looked like and also Ty Smith now the thing for Severson it looks like that he slipped up on his own skate and he was trying to go for just the poke check but I don't know I didn't really get the best angle at it 
minute, but looking at Ty Smith, it just looked like he got outraced. And the, the thing about Ty Smith is I said it at the beginning of the season. I said, when Ty Smith comes back, expect for him to get off to a rusty start just because he didn't finish off the season last year because uh, he was injured and, you know, he missed uh, scrimmages. He missed uh, workouts. He missed all that kind of stuff that is very essential for someone who didn't finish off the season last year and is looking to get back to what they once were. But, you know, Ty Smith is still young. I gave him his props. I said he was our best defenseman last year. He was definitely a big surprise. Never a real threat to win the Calder Memorial Trophy but still he put his name in the top 10 in the voting and uh, overall you know I was really excited for Ty Smith especially when we got Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves because it takes the pressure off Ty Smith it also took the pressure off P.K. Subban I just said you know what I think that's a solid defensive unit that we're putting together because you got Dougie Hamilton he'll win a Norris Trophy sooner or later you got Ryan Graves I feel like if people gave Ryan Graves just a little bit more attention then he could actually be an all-star you know I, that, that's my hot take for today Ryan Graves deserves to be an all-star a couple years ago he finished in the top 20 in the all-star voting because he led the league in plus minus so you know don't sleep on Ryan Graves like I, I call him he's a ninja so silent but deadly and then Damon Severson one of the leaders of this team P.K. Subban I just said expect for him to have a better season and P.K. Subban is already on track to have that uh, decent season that we've been yearning for the past couple years and then I said Ty Smith will definitely take two steps forward same with Sharon Govich unfortunately for every step forward they take they took two steps backwards I, I think that's uh, lyrics from a song and according to Infernal Access, there's a problem with Ty Smith, like a huge problem and that we need to discuss. So Ty Smith ranks dead last amongst defensemen in evolving hockey's goals above replacement at negative 4.3. Truly a disastrous start for the sophomore. So like I told you guys, I expected Ty Smith to get off to a slow start, but it's way worse than I thought. And we're not seeing any production from Smith so far. And yeah, I'm a little concerned for him. And it's one thing I've been uh, saying, especially in yesterday's episode, I said it might be time to, you know, make Ty Smith a healthy scratch because so far in 13 games played, he has one goal, two assists for a grand total of 13 points. And he has a plus minus a negative four and a Corsi four percentage of 45.7%. So I guess the question that a lot of people have is, what the heck is going on with Ty Smith? And the answer for that is, I have no idea because last season his Corsi 4 percentage was 58.8%. Remember, if you have a Corsi 4 percentage above 55%, that is elite. And now that has dropped significantly, albeit we're only 13 games in. And uh, last season he was able to... Uh, put up uh, two goals, 21 assists for a grand total of 23 points. He had a plus minus of negative nine, but like I said that, you know, the, the reason for that was because he was sort of kind of the leader of our defensive unit. Our defensive unit was not really good. Remember, we lost like 12 or so straight games uh, last year, so it was definitely a struggle for us, but overall, you know, I, I, I did not blame Ty Smith in the slightest, and you know, as a rookie, he, he had to just work his way up, and sometimes those stats won't really uh, look good on paper, but overall, I'm not expecting goals from Ty Smith, but I'm expecting him to like facilitate. Right now, he's kind of off the mark uh, compared to what he was doing last year, and I, I, I think that it's time to give Ty Smith the uh, uh, Igor Sharangovich treatment, which is make him a healthy scratch for a couple games until he can prove what he could potentially do, because right now, I expect a lot more from Ty Smith, but we're just not getting that, and the fact that he ranks dead last amongst defensemen in 
uh, goals above replacement really shows you like you know how much he has dropped off and he's just not helping our team he's a liability out there I don't know why we continue to play him and quite honestly while we have this tough schedule while we're on a little bit of a roll and I, I think that game against the Tampa Bay Lightning should sort of be a wake-up call for Lindy Ruff because you know yes as great as that save from Blackwood was that that overall just defensive laps from Smith it cannot happen and uh, right now, according to uh, Amanda Stein, here is the uh, defensive pairings for uh, practice. You got Graves and Hamilton on the top line, obviously. You got Siegenthaler and Subban. Siegenthaler has been a rock on our defensive unit. Subban has improved immensely. Then you got Smith and Severson. Then you got White and Yaros. So we don't really have that many options on the defensive end compared to our forwards. So, you know, I get that we might uh, just have to stick it out with Ty Smith until, like, uh, he just proves something. But I just feel like he's a liability out there. And, you know, maybe we don't do it for this uh, game because we do kind of need all hands on deck against the Minnesota Wild. Then the Nashville Predators, like I said, uh, you know, playing against the Panthers and then playing against the Lightning. Yes, those are really two tough teams. You got the Panthers, one of the hottest teams in the NHL. And then you got the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, the reigning back-to-back -back, uh, Stanley Cup champions. Uh, but, you know, I, I get that we, we've completed those games, but the battle's not over. We still got to play the Wild tonight, and then we got to play the Predators. And I know what you guys are thinking. You're probably saying, Trey, the Predators aren't really that much of a competition. They've played 18 games. They are 10-7-1. They have 21 points on the year. They're fourth in the Central. However, I, I feel as though that's a team you just cannot sleep on. They won their last game against the Anaheim Ducks. They have to play the Golden Knights uh, tonight uh, when this episode goes live. And I felt like they just dropped a couple games against the Leafs and the Canadians, and that's why overall their record isn't what it was a couple days ago. Because if you guys recall, a few episodes ago, I was saying, like, that's a team we just need to look out for because they're also kind of up there in the Central. But, you know, they did drop a couple games to a couple Canadian teams. So I think that's why uh, they're now fourth in the uh, standings. But overall, I just feel like that's a team you cannot sleep on. So... You know, I get that we're right now in a pretty good position where we kind of got that big win against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and it shows that we have the capability of just, you know, competing and just uh, completing a game because uh, this is like the third instance this year in which we were down, and yet we came up clutch, and that was another prediction I got right. I said if uh, if we were going to win against the Tampa Bay Lightning, maybe our best scenario was to send it to OT or maybe a shootout, and I said uh, if we're down, we'll come up clutch and look for someone like Pavel Zaka because he was able to get a big goal against the LA Kings that tied it late in the game after Damon Severson's blunders. However, we had a few other players step up big time, including Sharon Govich, who was able to finally get the puck rolling in the right direction, able to get two goals that game. So um, overall, I, I haven't lost faith in Ty Smith. Let's uh, turn the episode back to Ty Smith as I close it out. So uh, in our next game against the Minnesota Wilds, so Sharon Govich was able to have his sort of breakout game to snap out of his cold streak. So why not Ty Smith? Ty Smith needs to, you know, I'm not looking for him to make, uh, you know, a goal here and there. Like, he's not a goal getter. That's not his strength. But I really want him to just do what P.K. Subban is doing, which is, you know, create plays. Do what Siegenthaler is doing as well. Be a rock out there and just, you know, try to help uh, our team become a little better in that regard. So, uh, the person I'm looking for is Ty Smith to be that anchor for us and just to make plays. So, he, like I said, he does not need to be a goal getter. We're, we're not looking for, like, the Dougie Hamilton or even Ryan Graves 
to an extent kind of production from him. That's not his strength. We're looking for just him to create plays for his teammates and just be that anchor. So I'd say he's on borrowed time right now. So I, I think now is a time for him to just step up big. So we've seen it from Sharon Govich and now we need to see it from Smith. So let me know what you guys think. And once again, I apologize for the audio difficulties of this episode. Like I said, I'm on the go right now. So uh, I was re- I started this recording in one place and then ended it in another. So that's why the uh, uh, the the audio is different now is different now than it was when the episode began. So once again, I apologize for that. But like I said, Locked On Devils on the go, and the show must go on. So let me know what you guys think. I'm really looking forward to our game against the Minnesota Wild. Hopefully, we can come out with another win. And I just hope that the Devils just you know finish this hard uh, scheduling just on a good note. So let me know what you guys think on Locked On Devils Twitter page. But as for today, that's all the time I have for you guys today. Continue to stay safe on a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Happy early Thanksgiving to everyone, and thanks for listening.